Today's episode is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co., a black LGBTQ plus owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world and they pride themselves on great customer service for a small team. Use promo code PLP22 for 10% off your order. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie and Matthew joined me. It is our first F1 race preview of the year. I We might have some news to get to. I'll leave that to Frenchie. But first, we have to go back to trivia. Hickey, feel free to join in. See if you can get this. I'm going to go with two questions here. The first one, Jean Alesi and what other driver raced for Ferrari during their horrible 1992 campaign? Ivan Capelli or Yvonne Capelli. Yep. And let's see here. How many races did Kiki Rosberg win during the 1982 World Championship that he won? All right. Swiss Grand Prix won. And where was the Swiss Grand Prix held that year? Dijon Prenois. God damn it. All right. He's French. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I should have known. Also, we got another we got another host during. Yeah. <laughs> um fair. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm all flustered from from Hickey calling me out on my I don't know. It's not really it's not really an East east coast accent thing but yeah what is that i I need to narrow down what that frenchy you're european what kind of accent is during it sounds like you'd be i don't know it's like yeah german or something or british even but you don't have the rest of the accent only on that word i guess i've never really (laughs) noticed it i i I noticed it when i was several beers deep yeah i was gonna say you called it out i think during the the drunk episode a couple weeks ago and you're the only person that's ever called it out and then shannon was like oh yeah he does (laughs) Anyway, Frenchie, do we have any news to get to? Just what you sent earlier about the safety car. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. And there's a couple other changes that the FIA made basically to kind of make the rules more specific and leave no wiggle room anymore. Because if you change the race director, then you kind of also have to fix the rules, right? Because then... If the race director doesn't have rules that are very specific and detailed for them to follow, then they can just make an arbitrary decision like we saw last season. Yes. So what the new rules say is that instead of any of the cars when we're, we're under the safety car, um, if the clerk of the course considers it safe to do so, and the message lapped cars may now overtake has been sent to all competitors using the messaging system, all cars that have been lapped by the leader will be required to pass the cars on the lead lap and the safety car instead of any cars, right? So that makes it more clear. There's no loophole there. And then oddly enough, the FIA also says that for the duration of the podium ceremony and post-race interview procedure, the first three drivers who finish have to wear their racing suits and have to have it done up to the neck. Uh, yeah, that was that. I think something like that came out 
Hickey, was it two years ago when, or was it this past summer when Lewis was wearing messaged T-shirts on the podium and they got all pissy for no reason? I think 2020, he was wearing a Brianna Taylor shirt yeah. for some podium celebrations. And yes, the uh, the olds of the Twitter were, <laughs> were upset. I think that was his point. So I think he succeeded in getting the message across. <laughs> yes, I agree. So, yeah, not much there. Glad they changed those rules or the wording of the rules around. But I guess we can talk Bahrain. Obviously, we're going to do preview or predictions too, but I'll go over it. I'm very happy we have F1, F2, and F3 on the same weekend for the most part this year again. Yeah, I have the schedule up too. Practice starts at 8 a.m. Eastern Friday and qualifying 11 a.m. Eastern Saturday, the race 11 a.m. Eastern Sunday. Hickey will be manning our F1 tweeting this weekend while Frenchie and I are down in Texas, but we'll still be watching along for the most part and watching the playback of the race on F1 TV afterwards. So I know we have to preview the race. What are we what are we thinking? I guess we have to do predictions for the race and for the weekend at some point. So you know, last week we did the kind of overall preview of what's to come with the cars. Oh, I know what we forgot. Testing. And I wanted to really get Matt's opinion on this before we dive into predictions. Because you did like your testing thread and then you did another testing thread for this past weekend, I, I think. So what were your expert conclusions on testing? Because I really like what you do. I, I think yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, I'd say you can definitely make some inferences. Like, for example, Alfa Romeo is going to be dog shit, <laughs> right? Yep. I think we can all kind of just agree that that's probably going to be a fact of life this season. You look at who I think would be top four at this point, it would be kind of same top four we're used to seeing in Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, and Red Bull. And I think given what we've seen in testing as far as their speeds and their abilities to build cars, I think that's who we're going to be keeping our focus on this year. So, And then on the flip side, I think it's kind of a mixed bag from there on out. You know, we can't tell if Alpine actually has a good engine or not. It's kind of sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Haas... I don't know if they were pulled. What was that team from 95 that was a Lola? No, Lola just sucked. Prost. Prost when they like ran stunning laps in, in testing just to attract a sponsor. I don't know if they're pulling <laughs> one of those situations. You know, Aston Martin, who knows? Alpha Tauri, who knows? Williams, they don't seem too incompetent, but who knows? So, yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. I think the top four, I think, is pretty solidly intact heading into the season. Hick, uh, Hickey, sorry. Frenchie, any testing thoughts before we... We can just dive into predictions. I don't think there's really too much going on otherwise. No, it's good. I think Hickey nailed it, basically. I think we have seen... If you, if you haven't done sort of a fast you know, race simulation at this point, then I don't know why you wouldn't have done that. So... I think we're seeing the real pace of most of the cars. I doubt they're hiding anything except for Mercedes, who is potentially sandbagging because they love to do that and play mind games. So we'll see. They may not be <laughs> the third fastest. They may just rock up and be both cars on the front row and blast everybody away. 
but you never know. Um, we do think that Red Bull and Ferrari and, and then maybe McLaren can keep up with them, but we'll have to see. And has Frenchie, have you watched Drive to Survive yet? I know Hickey has. Yeah, I've watched some of it. Not okay. all of it yet. Good, bad, indifferent. I know Hickey doesn't isn't a fan. I'd say it's not really at this point. I don't know if it ever has been for diehard F1 fans. Um, I mean, it, it's a good show. It's well-produced. But I think it's been... I don't know. I It's not as pure as I think real F1 fans would want it to be. And I, I think Netflix and F1 staff or personnel would admit that. Matthew? Yeah, I think it's turning into a bit of a shit show. There's a couple good moments and a couple good insights that you like don't get during the regular season. Like when George gets picked as the Mercedes driver, like that's a cool moment. And a couple other moments like that. But you you kind of boil it down. They basically focused 10 episodes on five teams. And when Drivers 5 first came out, I feel like they talked to just about everybody other than Lance Stroll for whatever reason. <laughs> And so you got to see or hear from all the drivers and all the kind of like each team kind of sort of had their own episode to dive into. And now it's just kind of what can we drum up at McLaren drama this time and things like that. And I just, I don't know. I try to not read too much into like stuff that happens with Lando because if I let drive to survive influence my opinion about somebody, I feel like I'm falling into the trap. Uh, but I, I kind of left thinking like oh lando's really not that enjoyable of a person to like watch hmm. um, he's a great driver and you know fans love him but I, I i don't get it to be honest so but then i would be falling into it because he could definitely be edited out of context and things like that so you just never know i can't really trust drive to survive to give me the kind of the straight and narrow one stuff so yeah i don't know it was not the best season by any means i think it's getting worse and worse as we go yeah so i have not watched any yet to be totally honest but the one thing i did find interesting i was kind of scrolling through twitter today is in previous seasons you know you'd have a group of editors edit all the same episodes well this year somebody different edited every episode and i think that sounds pretty clear from what i'm understanding about like the way the there was really no continuity in between the episodes and I don't know if that had anything to do with how the content turned out. I guess I'll wait and see on that one. But anyway, should we start with season predictions or weekend predictions? I think go big to small, right? Go general to finish the episode with what's happening this weekend. That's what that's I would what, say. That's what she said? I mean, that's unfortunate for the second one, but... <laughs> Cody's going to have a field day. <laughs> so, all right, let me let me pull up my predictions list here for the season ones. Okay, first up, championship driver will be... Go ahead, anybody. Oh, I thought you were making it dramatic and about to say it. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Anybody can jump in. Uh, I would say that Max is going to win another championship. Oh. I will go with Leclerc. Okay, we have Max, Leclerc. All right, well, I'm taking Lewis then. I know. I, that's a cop out. Fucking lame. <laughs> Constructors championship. I'm gonna take 
Red, um, no, no, I have Lewis winning overall. I'm going to take Red Bull. I'm going to take Red Bull. We'll, we'll flip it from last year. I'm going to say Ferrari. That's Frenchy. what I intended to say. So instead, I'm going to go off the rails a little bit and just say McLaren. Ooh. Oof. Okay. All right. Most improved driver. And I don't think you can say George Russell unless his form improves a lot because it's just, you know, he's on a totally different, he's on a much better, in a much better car now. So I think there's some that automatically are removed. I see Perez being more competitive this year, being a big improvement to get more on pace with Max this year. I will take Nick Latifi. Yeah, I feel like it's a tough question because like Frenchies is good because we expect Red Bull to still be good. Yeah. But I feel like if Latifi becomes the most improved, it's probably because Williams became the most improved. Fair. So does that mean I'm probably picking the most improved team at that point then? Because it'll probably be Sonoda, maybe. Okay. All right. Order of the top five constructors. So this is kind of playing off of what Hickey and I did last year where we went through all 10. I can't type that out, but yeah. Yeah, we can we don't that's this is a lot to type out. We'll 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 <laughs> okay. casually refer back to this one. I'm I'm gonna go with So I'm gonna go with Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, and fifth overall, I will take Alpine. I'll go Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes, McLaren, and Alpha Tauri. Oh, okay. Okay, and so I still have to stick with my pick of McLaren as the Constructors' Champion. <laughs> Hopefully they get their uh, brake duct cooling problems fixed. Um, but let's say McLaren, then Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes, and I think Alpine is probably the fifth as well. Both pretty high on Alpine. Does it annoy you that like Mercedes shows up to the test with basically no side pod? Yes. And and the internet freaks out like, ha, they did it again. Look how good they are at everything they do. They're so great. It's like, we don't know if this is going to work or not. Like, calm down for a second. This could be like the worst thing ever designed on a car. It's bold. It's a bold take, but the internet was very annoying with it. Yeah, everyone just assumes because it's Mercedes, you're right, that it's going to be magic and that everyone else is wrong, like that they should have no side pods because Mercedes has such a history of winning. But like you said, this could be the downfall of that team, possibly, or they might just really suck at the beginning of the season and have to kind of converge with the other designs. Anyways, I thought that was really annoying. I yeah. think that's I like what's whenever... going to happen. I think they're. Gonna I come on the episode it. and I just like spew my negativity. <laughs> this is the most toxic F one episode in quite some time. Probably since the last time you came on. Why don't you guys more toxic then? Come on. I, you know, We're trying to not be like F one Twitter. Yeah. Ugh. God. F one Twitter's might be the worst place on the internet right now. I just got compared to F1 Twitter. I no, no, no. I need to quit podcasting. No, no, you're nowhere close to that, but we just try to keep it only positive. Except when we bash on that. Mazepin. Boo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how, yeah, we can trash Mazepin. But... <laughs> Those are my Gunther favorite Steiner just Gunther Steiner gets out scot-free. Yeah. Uh, 
I d- I've only seen the TikTok of that, but I can't wait to watch that actual episode. <laughs> Those are my favorite moments. Oh. Okay, will we have any races canceled this year? Yeah. And I've picked which two I think it's going to be. What are you thinking? <laughs> okay, let's hear it. I think we're going to lose Baku and Hungary because of their position in the world. They're too close to Russia and the conflict going on in Ukraine. Hungary borders Ukraine, and then um, Baku is in Azerbaijan, which borders Russia. I would say the Hungary one kind of makes sense. Baku is not really near, is it? It borders the Black Sea? Yeah, it's not near Ukraine, but it's just, it borders right up to Russia, so I don't know. We'll see what kind of, I'm worried about more aggression, but I don't want to talk about that. No, feel free to. I thought this was... This, Let's go full toxic. One. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Canada's always... Oh, yeah. Although I think Quebec is kind of straight away from the Ontario politics a little bit from what I've read and that Quebec is easing a lot of stuff. So I think Montreal should be okay. Finally. Um, China still worries me a little bit, (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. I know I just saw yesterday their COVID cases are going way up with Omicron. So I just don't know. So I would say yes, but I just couldn't tell. I'd say there's a couple like Hungary, China, Montreal are a little worrisome, but you just never know. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age... You're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-back training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. Australia again, like who knows? Yeah, I'm also going yes on this one. As much as I don't want to agree with you guys and want to say no for to be different, I, yeah, I'm still going yes on this one too. All right, we've got a couple fun ones to round out the season predictions. Yes, Frenchie. Didn't you have most improved team and team to regress to? Oh, yes. Sorry. All right. Team to improve the most, and then we will do team to plummet the most. So most improved team, I will... I'd say... Oh, go ahead. I will say Haas is the most improved team this year. Why not? And I have no reasoning to go off of that other than I wanted to say that. When you're DFL, you have nowhere to go but up. Yep, exactly. 
Let's 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 ca- comp- let's categorize little- categorize this by number of places they jump. Okay, I like that is the biggest cop out. Uh, I'm gonna go Alpha Towery. Frenchie, I think Alpine is going to be pretty solidly out there this year. Okay, Team Two Plummet, the farthest from their 2021 standings. I will say Mercedes. Damn, Frenchie. I think Aston Martin is going to be terrible. Crap, that was what I wanted to go with. Sorry, Mike Crack. <laughs> uh, I understood that reference. <laughs> I will go with Alfa Romeo, even though they weren't good last year. Kind of really, <laughs> no one else to no one. They, what are they doing? Going from eighth to tenth? Yeah. Well, listen, I'm not <laughs> picking out. Al- start the races anymore. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not picking Alpine. I'm not picking Mer- Mercedes. Was picked. Frenchie just picked Aston Martin, which was my other one. Red Bull's not going to do it. Williams. I love how this is just shit on host picks. <laughs> yeah. Good God. This is supposed to be positive and we're being toxic. Okay. I'm I was just... invited on. Yeah. <laughs> host made a mistake. We, rec- we recorded two and a half hours. Yes. Okay. So let's see. Next up. Total number of times that. Christian Horner goes full Karen mode this year. And this will be judged on when social media pulls out the Karen Horner memes. Who? Oh, jeez. That's going to be every time he talks. Okay, pick a number. I'll try to write this down throughout the year. I... 69,420. Okay, all right. Frenchie? I said eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 15. <laughs> I just, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, freaking Cody's just going to like start tweeting it every three minutes. <laughs> Cody, all right. Cody's, Co- listen, Cody whines every day. So Cody's answers are, uh, are not allowed to be counted in the Karen Horner counter. Okay. <laughs> last, last, last prediction. So we get sort of back on track here. So, as you know, everybody was calling for Michael Massey to be fired, except Red Bull after the season last year. <laughs> They're going to hire him. Watch yeah, them hire him. That, okay. All right. So, this is going to be a two-part question. <laughs> Will Red Bull hire Michael Massey this year? And B, how many races into the season before race control makes maybe a questionable decision? Will you see people calling for Michael Massey back in charge? I put two. I think it's going to happen in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Something's just going to happen in Australia, and they're going to just say they want Massey back because he's Australian. Isn't Jed a second? Oh, I thought, yeah, but then the third one is so two races, and then on the third Oh, he's going to make it two races in the third race. Okay, well, then by that, I'll go zero. (laughs) Who is it? The two guys that are doing it? Bahrain, he's sunk. Yeah, that's a tough one. And I will go with 16. I'm going to say wow. we're going to make it go. almost the whole season before the new. What? What? Yeah. The, the new Listen, guys, you guys get criticized. T- you guys took zero and two. I'm not, I can't take one. And I, you know, three, like, I mean, I guess I could take three. And that pretty much covers me the rest of the season. But, you know, I'm not thinking logically here. I'm very tired. And why not? Let's just have some fun. This is predictions. It's fun. No, no. Everybody knows I'm not going to predict correctly. Anyway, I get sixty nine four twenty on an answer. <laughs> How ridiculous is it going to be when people start asking for him back after the hate 
end the just <laughs> it's like death threats basically that he was getting and now they're gonna be like oh no these new guys are worse can't use logic with f1 twitter yes very fair there also make sure to join our grid rival f1 fantasy league there's a good amount of people in there already trying to keep up my title defense in fantasy formula one still don't understand how that happened last year but i will take that margin it. was was huge though like you yeah. didn't just win by accident i won by 1500 points yeah still don't understand how the rest of the league could be so incompetent but I guess that's what you get when the league doesn't give out prizes. So, like, nobody probably cared. So, you know. <laughs> that was some shame. It, it is what it is there. But, all right. We'll wrap it up there. Guys, enjoy the racing this weekend. And everybody, have a lovely weekend of racing. Just kidding. We still have to do Bahrain predictions. So, we'll do good, bad is there any, what else do we want to do? Will will a Haas make it out of Q1? <laughs> and surprise top 10. Okay, so first up, Hickey, you're a good pick for the weekend. I'm going to go with my champion. I'm going to say Charles Leclerc is going to have himself a good day. Frenchy? I think Alonso is going to have a good day. I will say that... Alex Albon is going to have a good day in his return to Formula One. Okay, bad for the weekend. Frenchie? Let's go with... No, it's not fair to pick Botas. Never mind. Um, Let's go with George Russell. I think he's going to struggle. Okay. At first. Right, 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 right. Hickey? I am going to say that Checo Perez doesn't have the best day. Okay, I am going to take Lance Stroll. Let's start the Lance Stroll fun early. <laughs> he is not going to make it out of Q1 this weekend. What do you do to you? A, lo- a lot. Okay, good, bad. What was the third? Uh, will, all right, th- this is probably an easy one, but we'll keep it in there for the first couple weeks. Will a Haas car, that's Kevin Magnuson, or... Mick Schumacher, make it out of Q1. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Hickey and say yes. Okay. One of them. Okay. Not the other one. I pretty much figured we would all say no there, so that was unexpected, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Okay. Surprise driver to make it into Q3, top 10 start. I will say Lance Stroll. Okay. Very. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Frenchy, I'm trying to think of who would be surprising to get into the top 10 because there's so many people I think that could be now. Um, I think the midfield got closer. Yes. So let's see. Let's go with Albon, your pick to have a, a good weekend. I think he could make it in the top 10. All right. I will take Yuki Sonoda. I think we did we pick him today or was that for the, for the season? Item is right, most right, improved. Right. Okay. Anything else? about this weekend that we need to talk about any other preview or prediction how long so. how long into the first practice will it take for them to talk about mercedes lack of side pods like right after they introduce the race <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously it'll be like 
Have you seen Mercedes's new side pods? Will it lead to an advantage? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be quicker that we realize the side pods aren't exactly the greatest thing of all time either. <laughs> you you made fun of Christian Horner, but how long until Helmet Marco makes a really ignorant comment? Ooh, sixteen minutes. <laughs> When's his first interview? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what was that awkward silence? <laughs> I had a internet lag, so I was just letting it catch back up so I can okay. edit this out and end the episode. Um, <laughs> we just stared at each other. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make it awkward. No, I'll, I'll edit that out. I, I could tell my internet was lagging for a quick second. Okay, gotcha. well, now we can end the episode. Everybody enjoy all the racing this weekend. I think there's like every racing series in the world races this weekend. So everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.